Hello there. You're welcome to the Read Podcast. This season, we'll be reading from the book Love the Way to Victory by Kenneth He Agin. I do pray that you learn as you enjoy this podcast. Remember that the blessing is in the application of the word. Come on, let's get into it. Return good for evil and inherit a blessing. One church I pastored had a lot of problems, but somehow or another, God gave me the wisdom to pastor that church, and he solved the problem. When I left that church, the congregation had grown and the church was full and running over. But the fellow who took over the pastorate after me ran into some problems pastoring that church. I was out in the field ministry by then and just happened to be in the area at that time. So I thought I would drop in and visit this new pastor. Then I heard he was having some troubles in the church, so I had been praying for him. In fact, many times God would wake me up early in the morning and I would pray for him. I had compassion for him. After all, I had pastored that church and I knew some of the problems that existed. So when I came into town that particular day, I drove up to the parsonage and this pastor came out to the car to talk to me. I told him I had some business in town and just wanted to stop by to see how he was doing. I asked him, how are things going? He said, things aren't right. People aren't paying their tithes. Then he looked at me and demanded, have you been coming around here collecting these people's tithes? When he asked me that, before I could say a word, he got so mad and he just reached in and grabbed the whole of my necktie. I thought he was going to pull me out of the car. Well, I have the flesh to deal with just like you do. I wanted to knock him in the head, but I knew I couldn't let the flesh dominate me. I could just see the headlines of the local paper full gospel minister knocked full gospel pastor in the head but here he was accusing me of stealing the people's tithes the bible said not to render evil for evil or railing for railing the world's way is that when people railing against you you just retaliate and rail and rail back against them what the bible says contrawise render blessings so that you can inherit a blessing i said to him i haven't received a dime from the people in your church their brother i have prayed for you more than once why just the day before yesterday at four o'clock in the morning i was down on my knees in the cold flooring of my room praying for you you see i knew problems existed in that church because i had pastored it God had told me how to deal with the people in that congregation. But now some of the same problems have surfaced again. And this pastor didn't know how to handle them. When I told this pastor I had been praying for him, he jumped just like I had hit him with a whip. Then he started crying, My God, Brother Higgin, forgive me. I knew what I had said wasn't right. I just had to lay off the blame on someone. Then he admitted, I've just been such a failure in this church. I haven't handled the situation right and I have divided the church and run half the people off. 
you were success and I wasn't and I was trying to blame all the trouble off on you will you forgive me I said sure I forgive you then we hugged one another and fellowship the while we parted friends instead of enemies isn't that better than fighting However, if I had let my flesh rule me, and I had returned evil for evil and railing for railing, it wouldn't have turned out that way. But because I didn't allow my flesh to take over, that man is my friend to this day, practicing staying in an attitude of love. <laughs> On the cross, Jesus demonstrated the same kind of love he preached about. He not only forgave those who crucified him, but then he said something interesting. He said, Father, forgive them, for they know not what they do. Luke 23:34. Why did Jesus say that? Because so many times people don't realize what they are doing when they fail to walk in love towards others. Many times they don't realize how destructive criticism and persecution are to others. They don't want to sin and miss it, but they just don't understand how harmful criticism is to the other fellow. Well, if people criticize me, I'm not going to get all flushed and upset about it and miss God's blessings in my life. I'm going to stay in an attitude of love and do what the Bible says in these verses so I don't miss God's best blessings in my life. Actually, in my years of ministry, I have never had any problem with fellow ministers. I just love them. I don't talk about them. I don't judge them. I'm not going to peddle gossip and talk about other folks. And I'm not going to go around peddling things about other people that will ruin their ministries. No, I refuse to do that. I refuse to tell tales about other people. I don't have a slop bucket for her ears. So I am not going to let someone pour a bunch of slop and gossip in my ears about anyone. It will affect my spiritual progress and my health. And I'm just not going to do it. Someone asks, well, what if it's true? I'm still not going to do it. Even if someone has missed it, which one of us hasn't missed it sometime or another in life? Do you know anyone who hasn't missed it? No, you don't. And neither do I, because Jesus was the only perfect person who has ever walked on this earth. Since we've all missed it in one way or the other, then we just need to keep on loving one another. By keeping the right attitude, whether our flesh likes it or not, and by just keep on loving folks, we will reap a rich reward. The best way to walk in the goodness of the Lord is to walk in love. Practice and exercise the God kind of love that is already in your heart. You see, your flesh will want to dominate you, but you don't have to let it. As you practice the God kind of love, God's love will grow and develop and you will be a blessing to many. If you are going to harbor resentment and ill will towards other people in your soul and refuse to pray for people when they wrong you, it will affect you not only physically but spiritually. You can't afford to meditate on what people have said about you 
or what they've done to you or how they've persecuted you or used you. If you entertain those things in your thoughts, those negative thoughts will just fester on your spirit and your soul and eventually begin to affect you in every area of your life. For example, have you heard people say, so and so just doesn't like me? You ask them, well, what are you going to do about it? I'm never going to speak to him again. Then people wonder why their prayers are hindered and their faith won't work. When I pastored a particular church one time, one night after our Sunday night service, a woman came up to the front of the church to talk to me. People were standing around visiting. We didn't have a foyer. It was just a one-room church that seated about 300 people. Anyway, this woman came to me just crying. She said, I wish you had prayed for me. What for, sister? What's wrong? Well, she said, Sister so and so and sister so and so are standing in the back of the church talking about me. Sister, I said, smiling. I'm sure they've got a better subject than that to talk about. Besides, how do you know they are talking about you? Well, she answered, I just know. Why, I said, there are no more talking about you than anything in the world. There's no use praying about that. You just need to practice the word. Besides that, even if they are talking about you, you're supposed to go ahead and love them anyway. She insisted, well, I just know they are talking about me. There's a good way to find out, I said. Let's go back there and see what they are talking about. So we just walked back to where these ladies were talking inside the church. I said to them, what are you ladies talking about? Come to find out, they were talking about canning fruit and making preserves. They hadn't been talking about this woman. Do you see how people are hindered because God's word isn't abiding in them? Then when they don't walk in the light of the word, it hinders their prayers. You see, this woman just kept meditating on the thought that these other ladies were talking about her until it festered in her soul. She got so worked up that she needed prayers. She missed the blessing by not practicing the God kind of love. Even if these ladies had been talking about this woman, what should she have done about it? She should have loved them anyway, forgiven them and prayed for them. Besides, when you are mature in the God kind of love, you don't let things like that affect you. You just keep on loving people in spite of how they may treat you. I've learned not to let people's criticism affect me in the least bit in the world. I've told people for a good many years that I wouldn't even take time to deny it if someone accused me of killing my grandma. I'll just keep shouting the victory and praising God. Let people say what they want to about me. I will pray for them, but I'm not going to let it affect me. As for me... I am going to keep worshipping God and staying healthy. God's love, the great healing agent. What are we supposed to pray for? Only those brethren who treat us right? Pray only for those who are good to us? After all, they ought to be blessed since they've been such a blessing to us. No! 
you are not just to pray for them. You are to pray for those who despitefully use you and persecute you. If you pray for your enemies, it will help you spiritually in other areas too. Why will you be blessed spiritually in other areas? Because according to James 1.25, it's the doer of the word who is blessed in his deeds. And it's the prayer life based on God's word that is successful. It's when we pray in line with God's word that we get results. Let's just practice what the Bible says. Let's be doers of the word and not just hearers only. Then things will work out for us in every area of our life. I know from experience and from the word that if you're going to walk in health, you're going to have to walk close to God. Therefore, you will have to walk in the God kind of love because God is love. Opportunities come up all the time in life for you to practice what this verse says about loving your enemies. You need to understand that you can't violate the scripture about praying for your enemies, then run around trying to get people to pray for you and get results. Someone else's faith is not going to work for you as long as you are harboring things in your heart against someone else. It doesn't matter how badly people have treated you or what they have said about you. This verse says to pray for them. You will have to release those hurts and resentments to God and pray for those who have hurt you before you can reap God's best in your life. I am convinced that if the body of Christ ever starts really walking in the God kind of love, there won't be any sickness among us. Even many in the secular community understand what hate and resentment can do to a person's health. For example, several years ago, I read an account from a doctor who was the head of a large medical association. He made an astonishing statement. He said, actually, love is the greatest healing agency there is. Then he said something else that was interesting. He said, the old-fashioned doctor did more than just simply treat people. In those days, doctors used to make home visits. By making home visits, they could see the atmosphere the people lived in day in and day out. Many times, the doctors could see why the people got sick in the first place. When people live in an atmosphere where there is no love and compassion, it's easy to see how people can get sick. And this doctor was just talking about human love. If walking in natural love is a great healing agency, just think what a great healing agency walking in God's love would be. In order to stay free from sickness, you are going to have to practice loving your enemies. I have had many opportunities over the years to practice this principle. For example, an evangelist once held a meeting for me. He did something to me that was wrong and unethical. The devil suggested the thoughts to me. If I were you, I wouldn't take up another offering for him. That's the get-even nature of the flesh. The flesh always wants to get revenge. But in the Bible, God said, Revenge is mine. I will repay. Hebrews 10.30 I have found that it is better to let God fight your battles. He will do a better job than you could. If you try to take revenge, you will get things in the mess. You see, if you let your natural human reasoning and your flesh dominate you, you will wind up in trouble 
because then you are going to want to retaliate. And if you are not careful, your flesh and your mind will side in with the devil and you will want to accommodate his thoughts. Anyway, I recognized that the thought to get even with this evangelist came into my mind from the devil. Didn't come from my recreated spirit where the Holy Spirit dwells. So I said, just for that, Mr. Devil, I am going to take up an offering for that evangelist every night. And if you say anything more about it, I will take up two offerings for him every night. Why did I say that? Because the law of love, the God kind of love says, return good for evil. Romans 12 verse 21. And in this verse, in Matthew 5 verse 44, it said, Love your enemies, do good to them that hate you. Do you know the devil never said another word to me about that evangelist? The devil doesn't want any preacher getting two offerings a night. <laughs> so I took up an offering for that evangelist every night. Then I asked the evangelist, how much do you usually average? He told me, and I paid him three times as much as he usually even got in a large church. And I gave a third of it out of my own pocket. I did that because I wanted to exercise and develop the God kind of love. The evangelist went away feeling good. I would rather it be that way, wouldn't you? Do good to those who use you and persecute you. The Bible teaches you to do good to all men, not just believers. By doing good to all people, you are fulfilling the royal law of love. Being a doer of the word. In order to be a doer of the word, you're going to have to love your enemies. That means you will have to act in love towards your enemies, whether you feel like it or not. James 1, 22-25 You see, you can look into the perfect law of liberty, the word of God, but then go away from it and forget what manner of man or woman you are. Well, what kind of a person are you? If you're born again, you are a new creation who is to walk in the God kind of love. That includes being kind, tender-hearted, and not rendering railing for railing or evil for evil, but walking in the fruit of the Spirit. However, if you look into the Word to see the characteristic of the God kind of love, but then forget what manner of person you are supposed to be, you are only a hearer of the Word, not a doer. A hearer, but not a doer of the Word, walks in the flesh and retaliates instead of walking in love. A doer of the Word walks in the fruit of the Spirit. To be a doer of the Word, you have to continually remember that you are a lover and a forgiver, not a hater. Jesus told us to pray for our enemies because he knew what would make our voices be heard on high. When we love our enemies by praying for them, we are acting like our heavenly father. Then we will inherit God's blessings and receive his rewards in heaven. And loving our enemies will cause us to mature in the God kind of love which never fails. This is the key and the secret to receiving God's best blessing in our life. Love your enemies.
I know from experience that if you are going to walk in health, healing, and all of God's supernatural blessings, you are going to have to love your enemies. Do good to them, bless them, and pray for them. Don't forget what manner of a person you are, that you are a born-again new creation in Christ. If someone says to you, I don't like you, don't forget that you are a lover, not a hater. Because the love of God has been shed abroad in your heart. Don't get in the flesh and retaliate. Instead, just say, well, I love you. Praise the Lord. And if I can do anything to help you, just let me know. In fact, if there's any way at all that I can be a blessing to you, just let me know and I would do it. People respond to a humble attitude of love. The cure of all physical, mental, and spiritual illness is just for Christians to become doers of the word. So let's preach the cure for hate, which is forgiveness and love. Let's preach the cure for unforgiveness, railing, and strife, the love of God in demonstration. Do unto others. Jesus said something else about loving our enemies. He used different words, but really he was talking about the same subject. Matthew 7, 12 Therefore all things whatsoever ye would that men should do unto you, do ye even so to them. For this is the law and the prophets. In other words, Jesus was saying that you don't have to worry about trying to fulfill the law with all these commandments if you just do what the word says. You will be fulfilling the law of love when you treat others the way you want to be treated. Do you want everyone to love you? Of course you do. Then you should love everyone. That includes your enemies. If you want your enemies to love you, then you love them first, regardless of how they treat you. Whatever you want people to do for you, then you do that for them. Wouldn't you want people to bless you instead of curse you? Then you bless them, even if they curse you. Would you want people to do good to you instead of evil? Then if they do evil to you, do good to them. Wouldn't you want people to pray for you even if you missed it and said something you shouldn't have said about them? Then you pray for people, even if they are your enemies or if they have said something bad about you. You see, this is how the God kind of love, the royal law of love works. Really, the royal law of love and the golden rule are the same thing. Do unto others as you would have them do unto you. That's saying the same thing as love your neighbor as yourself. We hear a lot of people talking about the golden rule but we see very little action. And actually, the way of the flesh is to do unto others before they do unto you. It seems like a lot of Christians practice that. They are out to do the other fellow in. Christians who do that are not acting like the children of their Heavenly Father. Many years ago, a fellow who was a lot like that helped me in one of my meetings, but he didn't last long in my ministry. When I saw what his motives were, it seemed like he had practically just lie awake at night trying to figure out how to get money out of people. 
We were using the church auditorium of a large full gospel church to hold a meeting. Our budget for the meeting include the expenses of a daily radio program, newspaper advertisement, and then our own expenses. Well, this fellow would make the announcement and I'll stay back in the speaker room and pray until it was time for me to preach. This fellow and I had made the agreement that once our expenses were met, we would divide whatever money was left over between us, and that would be our support. We ran the meeting for four weeks. After the second week of this meeting, this fellow came up to me and said, We've already got enough money to pay our expenses, but let's not tell the people that because they are giving so good. Let's just keep on like we're raising money for the radio program and for the expenses of the meeting. No, I said, that would be lying. We are not going to do that. But we are going to miss an opportunity if we don't, he said. We could really clean up here. I said, no, we are not going to do that because we've got our word out. We told the people what we would do and we will be doing what we said we will do. Well, he said, I'm the one out there taking up the offering. I'm just going to go ahead and do it. No, you are not, I said, because there's a speaker back there in the room where I'm praying. And if you say that, I'm going to come right out, get on the platform and tell the folks you are lying. Well, he said, you're going to miss it. I'll tell you that right now. I see that you just don't want to know how to make it. Well, that was the last time he ever took up an offering for me. Somehow, no one has heard from that fellow for years. But I'm still out there preaching the word. Somehow, I managed to make it by telling the truth and by doing unto others as I'll have them do unto me. Some folks are just out there to do bad to the other fellow. Instead of doing the other fellow bad, they should try to outdo the other fellow in love. We ought to try to figure out how to be a blessing to people. We need to be asking ourselves, how can I bless people? How can I do good to them? Did you ever stop to think about it? If you just analyze Matthew 7 verse 12, you would find out what Jesus was really saying in this verse. Matthew 7 verse 12, All things whatsoever ye would that men do unto you, do ye even so unto them. Jesus was really saying, if you want good to come to you, you do good to others. That is thoroughly scriptural because the Bible says, do not be deceived. God is not mocked for whatsoever a man soweth, that shall he also reap. Galatians 6 verse 7. You see, it all comes right back to the same principle, walking in God's love to receive God's best in life. Every one of us wants to receive all that God has for us in this life. But do you understand that you will never achieve God's best in your life unless you walk in the love of God? Let God change your life with his love so that you can be a blessing to others wherever you go. If you want God to do good to you, you do good to others. Walking in God's love is the way to victory in life.
Thank you for joining in on this wonderful series. I hope you have learned a lot all through these three months. Please do well to practice everything you have learned all through this time. God bless you. Until next time. Bye. Thank you.